Welcome to Q&A Selling Online with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand. Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm. Welcome back, my friends. Today we have with us the CEO and the co-founder of Smartamail, a tool that helps e-commerce stores send better email marketing by using machine learning to personalize email. This is fantastic, machine learning. So we have with us today the CEO, like I said, George Hartley. George, how's it going? Great, Quinn. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you here. I'm really fascinated to find out what this machine learning it is. Uh, but I mean, before we get there, George, uh, I mentioned that you're the CEO and the co-founder, but you were also the co-founder of one of the biggest, it was, I guess, Australia's biggest marketplace, bluethumb.com.au. Are you still connected to that business? Um, yeah, uh, I, I still am. My, my brother, uh, who I co-founded Blue Thumb with, he runs it. And, um, you know, I'm pretty close to the team here. Um, a lot of them are based in Melbourne. We work out of the same office and I, I still work on the product with them a little bit too. I love it. Um, and yeah, like you said, it, it's Australia's largest online art marketplace. So it's a place for artists to sell their artwork. Nice. Like what, what exactly is, uh, they just paint something at home and then list it there? Yeah, exactly right. It's, um, it, it, it's a way for a sort of any artist, whether they're, um, you know, getting into it or, or career artists to kind of manage their own career in, in visual art. Um, so, you know, we obviously connect all the art, art, art collectors in Australia to, um, to, to visual artists here and, and help them sort of exhibit and sell. That's incredible. And you don't let anybody, just random people come in and start selling on your platform if it's not art? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we, we, we vet, we vet um, what they're uploading. It, it, it has to be, um, yeah, original sort of art that can be hung. Um, but, you know, we, it, is, it is an open platform. You know, we started it back in 2012. I was a failed musician and a UX designer and, you know, I wanted to do something in music, actually, but I couldn't see a way to improve upon SoundCloud. <laughs> so we thought, why not do like SoundCloud, but for us? So that's how we got started. Wow. And then, so tell me then, how do you go from a failed musician uh, to this success that is Smarter Mail? Um, and uh, tell me, how, how did you get there? How did this start? Yeah. Um, so like I said, Back in 2012, um, my brother Ed and, and, and other co-founder Phil, we sort of we got going um, with Blue Thumb, and um, you know we we all had other jobs at the time, um, so we we're doing it in our spare time and bootstrapping it. Um, I guess so. It took a bit longer than than a traditional kind of startup who raises seed money and you know mm. and presses go, um, and along the way. We, we actually bought and sold a couple of little businesses on the side off, you know, um, the few marketplaces where you can kind of like buy mm. websites and grow them. So we kind of cut our teeth a little bit in um, general marketing hustle by learning it ourselves as we we're doing it. And um, I was back at uni studying computer science as well. And we kind of built 
as a marketing funnel, this system for Blue Thumb uh, to do with emails. And uh, our problem at the time was, okay, we knew email was a really important channel to um, for e-commerce in general. And um, people who would come, they'd look for art and, and they might add some stuff to cart or, or create some favourites. Um, but then we were using third-party emailing systems that weren't letting us um, send targeted content emails, you know. Someone has come and they've liked three artworks, like why can't we send them some recommended products based on that, not based on the fact that they're sitting in Sydney. Um, so the third-party products kind of just seemed a bit sort of dumb. You know, they had segments, but especially with art, you know, it's very, very personal um, what you like and it's based on the data. So we built some crude system to do with emails um, that used this data and it worked really well as a, as a, um, as a retention and conversion funnel um, mm-hmm. tool. And that kind of gave us, yeah, the, the, the idea for Smarter Mail, I guess. And so, um, yeah, Phil and I, you know, we said, so why, not, why can't we build a tool that plugs into any e-commerce store that lets them use their data for, for this type of automated email marketing and potentially other types of marketing, right? And so that was like the genesis for the idea. And, you know, we thought, oh, we've, we've sort of done this once. You know, we, we know how to approach it. This might take three or four months and then... Lo and behold, like 17 months later, <laughs> we have an MVP, <laughs> which we um, which we launched, and um, we launched it on Shopify and, and BigCommerce yeah. as like a plugin for those e-commerce stores back in um, 2016. Oh wow, nice! And uh, I see that you guys have this uh, growth month to month, 10 percent. That's insane growth. That's really really good numbers. Uh, is it like a constant 10% that's been keeping up? No. And that's the one thing, you know, having sort of now we've done, this is the second startup and still involved in the first. Um, growth is lumpy. Like I know some people, I know there, there are some people out there who have like a really nice, you know, every month it's 8%. You can, you know, set, set your watch by by that number. But from my experience and chatting with other other folks it, it it's always a bit lumpy and and um you know there's a big element of luck in <laughs> yeah. in this stuff like for example covid you know when that happened we thought oh damn you know we're, we're cactus we're cooked and then very quickly we realized oh oh shit our, our servers are crashing because of how much extra like business really and signups are coming in yeah, yeah, it, it was it was insane, and so that you know, COVID actually turned into a big spike. And you can't predict these things; it's completely out of your control. Um, all, all you can do is is just try. Um, all that we try and do is, is put a framework around our channel testing, and just be as as you know as uh, I guess scientific about it as we can. Because like what what you what we found is really one in three, one in four. Um, things you think will work actually work and it's when one you know one of those things actually does the trick then you get you know you get a 15 percent month on month and then the next month you'll mm. get two percent so yeah it, it's lumpy and and a lot of it's luck but you know you can kind of improve your luck by increasing the rate at which you you channel test exactly and, and the retention is there the uh, you know month-to-month retention of your customers yeah, our churn's good. So, like, an ugly secret of these e-commerce platforms is that they have pretty high churn. Um, 
you know, that you won't be able to find a published number anywhere from your, you know, your big commerce, Magento, Shopify. These guys aren't going to go out and say they have 8% monthly churn, but they have high churn. (laughs) I can tell you it's around that number-ish, depending on the platform. Some are a bit lower. So that's, as SmarterMail, we are on top of these platforms. So that's actually our baseline of what we're dealing with. So to even get below 8% month-on-month churn, we have to work really hard and make sure we're over-servicing customers. And even then, our biggest churn reason for SmarterMail is a store shutting down or going out of business. And you just can't do a thing about that. Yes. Um, but, yeah, our, our, um, our uh, sort of average length of customer is um, almost 18 months. So that's pretty good, I think, for, for the um, space we're in. Perfect. Now, here's one of the things I've always wanted to know. As an email service provider, are you responsible for, let's say I create an account and I'm a big time spammer and is what I'm doing going to influence your IPs or could it be uh, bad for you guys? Shit, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is... um... You know, we, we have a team working on security and if we let a spammer on, they can burn our sending IPs, they can burn our, our sending domains. Um, it is very much on us to not let that happen. Um, and so we have a whole bunch of systems that we've built and uh, a lot of monitoring and people on it to, yeah, to stop that happening. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it ultimately it, it impacts us and impacts our, our other customers as well. Gotcha, gotcha. I always wanted what, to know that because I mean, there, there's there's so so many people out there that could destroy IPs really quickly with the stuff they do. And um, here, here's another one. We'll get into the business a, a bit right away. But when somebody reports an email for spam. Does it go, let's say you are the provider, Does it gonna, is it going to send you something? Say, hey, this Quinn guy keeps sending spam? Um, uh, not all the time, no. Mm. Uh, we rely on um, the third-party inboxes to um, basically uh, feed that data back and um, a bunch of them don't. Um, some of them do. So, yeah, it doesn't always come back to us if someone has, say, they're in their Gmail inbox and they've marked it as spam or, you know, if they're in Hotmail and marked it as spam. It doesn't always get back to us. But um, uh, we have other ways as well. So on an unsubscribe screen with us, um, once you've, un- you know, you get to, the- it says, thank- you know, you've unsubscribed, it also says um, what was the reason and then we can measure there if people are, are um, clicking spam. Um, and obviously there's all sorts of other stuff around like, you know, bounce rates on upload, um, yeah, engagement rates when you send, things like that. Gotcha. So, George, I know one of the things that every email marketer wants is big open rates and big click rates. And it's hard these days with the amount of spam that's out there. It's hard to have a perfect subject that's going to get people to click on. And So can you give us some tips that you know what is working today uh, in 2020? Sure. Um, so it's funny. A lot of it actually comes down to the the sort of soft skills like your content writing and your ability to um, 
to deliver on your brand expectation. So it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's not like, it's not like I, I could say, you know, send at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday and use one emoji in the subject line and you'll get like a 3% kick up. <laughs> it, it, the, the, the variation in, in um, engagement rates is in extreme for, for e-commerce stores. And it is very, very much about, um, yeah, the, the sort of, the yeah copywriting um being on brand understanding your audience being consistent with um your emailing so if you set the expectations that you're going to email every fortnight um you know stick to it um yeah all those sorts of things actually add up to to good engagement over the, uh, you know those consistently high you know like 25 30% open rates um, as opposed to the people who get, you know, you see you get four or five percent and yeah, they just do all the opposite of that stuff. Um, the other big one there, obviously, is uh, keeping like list hygiene, like keeping a clean yeah. list. Um, and it's sort of, it, it. I remember even when we started before we, you know, ran an email company, we sort of, you know, we had this list of all these people um uh, who wanted to hear about art and you know if they hadn't opened in six months we sort of continued to email to to them because we didn't know what we we're doing and we thought oh maybe eventually they'll, they'll open yeah. but that's really not the way to go you know the, the inbox providers are smart and they can see if your engagement rates are sort of dropping off and you're still emailing someone who hasn't opened an email in nine months you should really clean them off your list because um, really email engagement is like a virtuous cycle as well that like i said gmail is smart you know if if you um, have decent engagement on your um, on your emailing that you send regularly, well, they're actually going to prioritise inboxing for you, and that kind of improves itself, and also the opposite. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's you, you do need to clean this, especially as you grow and, and start running it for a while. Nice. So, when you when you mentioned the copywriting, of course, we know that's very important. Now, have you experienced with? Uh, well, uh, let me uh, explain this question. I follow a lot of marketers, some of them, you know, the well-known names out there. And then I subscribe to their list so, so I can see what they're doing, what emails they send. And sometimes I get an email that has 3,000 characters. And my reaction is, hi, man, I am not going to read this. I delete. I delete that. Now, because I see them doing it, I wonder, it has to work for somebody. So in your experience... What works? Is it the email that has two lines, goes straight to the point, or that full page, 2,000 character one? It's actually both can work. So, it's, again, it's like X setting expectations. There is certainly some content, um, especially like focused around content, um, uh, people mostly, you know, generally not using Smarter Mail because we're very e-commerce focused. But, but those, some of those content people who, who do the really long form emails, um, they, from, you know, talking to them, they, they actually can get an amazing engagement rate on, on like a 3000 word piece. Um, and it's, it's the people who, who sort of want to hear from them and will invest the time and energy to read it. Um, for us in the e-commerce space, um, cleaner, simpler product focused actually works. Um, there are obviously exceptions and especially there's some brands on us who, who really have a, like uh, a really unique tone of voice, I guess. And so, you know, they, they have more sort of like word rich content, heavy emails and less product emails and um, they, they get amazing engagement rates. But in general, 
um, for us are like our highest performing email type is an incredibly simple email, um, the product recommendation email. Mm -hmm. And when I say highest performing, I mean actually revenue per email sent is the highest across all of Smarter Mail using those product recommendation emails that we've built. And they are simple as hell. They are literally a subject line. You can add some content at the top if you want, but they are just um, products recommended for you based on what you've bought, added to cart or liked. Um, and yeah, sort of bang for buck on, if you're talking about optimizing for revenue, they are by far the, the best performing emails on our platform. Gotcha. Now about smarter mail and correct me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. It is smart, smarter. Mail. That's right. Okay. Um, is it possible or will it ever be possible that it can connect to Walmart? Because I, <laughs> I selling on Amazon, for example, there are a lot of service providers that connect through to my Amazon account and I can automatically send emails when somebody buys something or when it gets delivered or, but for Walmart, I don't have any service to do this. Uh, any idea if is yours will it, or will it be able in the future to do this? Maybe. <laughs> Sounds like a feature request. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Quinn, we haven't actually scoped out um, a Walmart connection, so I, I don't know unless I had a look at what what data they can provide. Um, potentially, you know, if if uh, basically if we can get all the data. And that's you know your product, your sales, and your customer data, and pump it all into Smarter Mail. Um, yeah, we, we could build it as an integration. Um, yeah, I just need to have a look. But um, yeah, that's uh, you know we we are adding uh, platforms at the moment. We have a team doing that, and um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So there you go. It will be a feature request. So George, then Shopify, WordPress, the WooCommerce, and all that. I can just um basically download your app or is it is it already in the store officially for example for shopify yeah it's um it's in those uh marketplace app marketplaces yeah. on on all those platforms so you know if you're on woocommerce or shopify or bigcommerce um you you go to um their app stores and you can find it as an as an app and it's sort of one click one click install which is really that was our whole ethos going forward is like we we want to give smaller e-commerce stores the power of of saying uh, of an amazon who have a team doing this machine learning and automations we, we want to give them this kind of power as a plugin um so it's got an easy setup and so yeah on, on all those platforms it's one click so can you explain what exactly is like uh, we know what machine learning is but what exactly is it going to be doing with email does it learn with open rates and or not is that what it is uh, it's it's not um, that smart yet. <laughs> what it does is it, it lets you get select automatic content in your emails. So you can have different types of, um, I guess you call them smart blocks in your emails. And you can set these up as automatic emails. So you might want to say, send out a regular um, product recommendation email yeah. that goes to all of your previous customers that says, hey, George, um, we know you like this T-shirt you bought from us. Here's a couple more um, that are from our new stock that we think you like. And what we do in the background is we just take in all of that customer data that we have about each individual person on your list and we calculate their um, most uh, recommended products, you know, in order. And um, we continually 
calculate that as they come back to your store and, and sort of, you know, get more click data and, and on-page data. And yeah, you, you can set up automations. You can use them in your normal e email newsletters as well um, and just send basically um, personalized content at, at like a, a bulk scale. Man, man, that is exciting. So for example, I can go to my email and say, okay, I want you to every six days send the list of uh, this week's most sold products, for example. Is that one of yep. the features? Wow. Yep. Okay. That. And then, okay, uh, these are the ones that are in sale in order of bigger discount. And it also keeps a history of what George bought from me, for example. So, oh, wow. So then this is impressive. It's so cool. Because then you know that George bought a coffee mug and he bought also the coffee T-shirt uh, will it store data that this George guy is a coffee lover? So send them uh, things that are tagged with coffee. It doesn't run on tags. It actually runs on um, similar products and similar people. Um, so we just feed all that data, yeah, to an ML stack, and it sort of yeah. comes back with people who bought that T-shirt also seem to like these products, mm -hmm. and people like George also seem to buy these things, and it takes a mix of that and says, here's some recommendations for him. Um, and you can include those those sort of smart products and smart blocks in your, your like, abandoned carts as well and other sorts of emails. So if, you know, someone, you have some data on someone and they come back to your store and they abandon that coffee mug, you know, you send an automatic email 30 minutes later that says, hey, do you still want your mug? Or people also like these other few things as well. Um, so, yeah, it just helps you with, um, uh, it, it genuinely helps with uh, your revenue from email because, you know, sending relevant stuff is always going to get more clicks and eventually, you know, more sales. Yes, yes, that's absolutely true and, and beautiful that it's so easy these days to do these things. This, I mean, this would have been near impossible just a few years ago to do such things. Uh, tell me something, George. How do you grow email lists? I uh, actually let me tell you something before you reveal your secret, uh, if you if you will reveal your secret. Uh, there's an experience that I had recently with a big marketing company. It's a, a name that almost everybody out there knows. And um, they wanted to create an email list for Amazon sellers. So they are, uh, they build software, right? They're software, they're tech people. And they created a tool for Amazon sellers. They put it out there for free. There's no strings attached. You don't even need to enter your credit card. The tool is free. And uh, I'm like, the tool is actually pretty good. So why would you make it free? Well, we have every seller's email out there now. And that is so genius. Uh, and of course, now they're going to launch all the tools and they already have the emails to market to them. So, I mean, that's just one way. But of course, I want to know your ways if you're willing to share with us. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I guess the first thing when, when we talk about growing your email list and I talk, I say this to our stores as well, is um, start by measuring what your current growth is. Um, so it's really important to kind of get a baseline of how much you're growing every month. Um, and as soon as you're sort of measuring it, it's okay, cool, we can try some experiments, we can do some stuff to try and improve that. You know, if, if you're growing at least 4% a month, awesome, that's naturally happening, let's, let's try some stuff. So number one is measure it. Um, and then like 
obviously the really sort of easiest, most obvious thing is um, make sure you're running on page, some sort of on page pop up. Um, a lot of people, you know, a, a lot of people sort of arm and are about it. Um, it's worth trying. You know, look at your bounce. If, if you're not doing it, look at your bounce rate when you start running it. Make sure that doesn't really change too much. Make sure you're not pissing people off. But um, that's the easiest, you know, number one loss hanging fruit. Run a pop-up. And with, with the pop-up, make sure you're giving people some sort of value or like something for why they're going to give you your email, your email address. And, you know, if you don't want to be so aggressive, don't run it immediately. Put it on a, on a time delay or a click delay or whatever. But definitely collect on page and especially in e-commerce like it's, it's funny some you know stores who aren't doing it you know that they, they might be paying for traffic and they're spending a lot of time getting traffic in and if they're really really a really really good store they might have a one percent conversion rate right and so obviously 99 um out of 100 people are, are come to your store and bouncing um if you if you're running a pop-up and it's um you know performing decently you you might capture six percent of that traffic into your email funnel, which, you know, depending on how good your funnel is and all the rest, you know, you can kind of double, triple, quadruple your conversion rate just by having a pop-up and a funnel. Um, uh, so, yeah, test out pop-ups, run them. Um, then for us as a, a B2B company, we do a lot of work to grow our email um, yeah, to grow how we collect email addresses. Um, it's not as relevant for e-commerce, but, um, but yeah, we, we do a lot of partnership stuff. So we will pair up with similar apps or people in the space or platforms and we'll do content together or run contests together um, and collect emails sort of that way. Um, right now, we're actually, we're doing a new initiative where we're coming up with a Black Friday um, hub for e-commerce. So... It's our app, Smarter Mail, and then a bunch of other apps. You know, there's like a specific pop-up app and some guys who do push notifications and um, a whole bunch of these um, e-commerce apps in the space we're all putting together on a big landing page and we're all going to sort of cross-promote it. And on that page, we'll, we'll, um, we're actually running, you're going to run some uh, discounts for these apps and, yeah, collect emails. Um, so we, we, we put a lot of effort into sort of those, yeah, external um collabs and whatnot and webinars and things like that as well is it harder to get emails for, uh, for b2b than it is to b2c is it harder um because you're probably dealing with uh e-commerce companies mar other marketers that when they see the email they know you're being marketed to while yeah. if it's in the email b2c they're more likely to just like oh what is this yeah, I think it probably is, you know, if you're a nice e-commerce brand, people have hit your page, you know, a lot of them are pretty engaged. They're, they're happy to hear from you again. Um, you're right, yeah, B2B, it probably is a bit harder. People yeah. are pretty, pretty savvy. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, before I let you go, tell me something. Every industry out there always has, you know, those things. One is myths, but then there's also the ones that you know everybody or a lot of people are making that same mistake because they heard it somewhere. Some influencer said something wrong. Uh, so what's like the most common mistake or even the biggest mistakes that you see being done now? Mm. So 
This is this is a hard one, less sort of hard earned lesson, I would say, from from um, going from a an art marketplace to a SaaS piece of software, and it's around you know getting it's around what 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 an MVP can be. I think um, in in building a piece of marketing software. An MVP, the MVP bar turns out is much, much higher than you think. <laughs> so it it takes long, it takes a long time to to get to, yeah, like a um, a minimum viable product in, in in B2B and SaaS from from my experience doing it once, right? So um, moving quickly, yeah, just is is just very, very hard. So really where we got to was, I said it took us 17 months to get to our MVP. Really that was a, a point one. <laughs> it took us another 12 months to get to version one MVP. So that's, you know, like two and a half years. So, yeah, I think I think that is, um, that's that's something we learned is that, yeah, you know, when, when yeah, when you're building software that is mission critical, um, it, it just has to, it just has to work flawlessly, um, and so yeah, you know, it's it's taking you know, our half our team are probably working on stability and um, infrastructure and bugs the whole time, um, and that's just the reality of, of building kind of mission critical <laughs> marketing software. Yeah, you know what? Not everybody has the same standard when it comes to the MVP, right? Because uh, you guys are probably very picky, and your MVP actually has to work. Well, sometimes you see like, oh yeah, this is the MVP. Launch it. Does it work? No, launch it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to build vaporware in the SaaS space. I guess <laughs> in the B two B SaaS space, I would say. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man. So, George, for anybody that wants to try the tool, check it out, and know more about you uh, too, where can they go to find it? Sure. Um, anyone who's in e-commerce who wants to yeah do do sort of level up their email marketing, uh, just Google SmarterMail, go to um, smartermail.com, um, or or look for us in in the um, the platform app stores. Gotcha, perfect. I'll have that also on the show notes. And for those of you listening, I also have uh, George's Twitter, LinkedIn, and of course smartermail.com. So George. Thank you so much. I'm one of those that's going to check it out. And I hope everybody else does too. Awesome. Thanks, Queen. Thanks for having me on. Thank you.